How to Become a Know-It-All Book knowledge is the best knowledge. He's book smart, but not street smart. I'm sure this makes a big difference if you're some gangster on the south side of a bad neighborhood, but don't make the mistake of thinking you don't need book smarts in this life. You do. The saying may be true, there is no substitute for personal experience. It's also true that those people that gained that personal experience record their experience in writing, and we call that writing a book. This is why we know anything about history. You won't ever live long enough to learn everything on your own through personal experience. This is why the most important book in the world has lasted thousands of years. The Bible records the personal experiences and mistakes that people up to 6,000 years ago made. People back then could afford to learn the hard way since they lived several hundred years. Those stories were preserved and passed down for one reason. And that reason is so you can learn from their experiences. Being informed is overrated. Have you been living under a rock? You've heard this said to someone who didn't know something assumed to be common knowledge. At one point, uh, I had been hooked on Fox News, talk radio, uh, Wall Street jo Journal, Morning Read, The Economist, and many other sources on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. It's not possible nor practical to be fully informed on everything. Furthermore, when I got behind on some of these sources, I found that most aren't even necessary. News stations especially have a conflict of interest. They have to catch your attention and hold it as long as possible. This means that they have to exaggerate the importance of things and bring in contributors to speculate with their opinion so that they can fill time. This is especially true with breaking news. It's okay if you want to be entertained with this news, but don't for a minute believe you're using your time wisely. Talk radio might claim to be keeping you informed, but it may be the most inefficient way possible. Some shows have to fill three full hours every day. That's too much time to de dedicate to any one source, in my opinion. I cut that out years ago. If it's important, you'll find out about it. I have found that the Wall Street Journal morning read provided by Audit, Audible to be the most concise source of news. They pick the top five articles from any of the following selections sections. Market, business, national, world, politics, and opinions. It's usually about 35 minutes or so long, but less if you skip what you're not interested in. I really like The Economist, but I can't keep up with all the information that I want to read from it. The weekly magazine covers stories from just about every country in the world. Sadly, I just can't justify spending my time on all of it. Books beat all. Some people don't like that books average about eight hours of reading or listening. If you think that's too much time, try learning something from experience. There's a reason it's called the hard way. 
Experience is the only way when you are pioneering an unprecedented field of study. Choosing not to learn from others, but instead deciding to figure it out on your own, however, is stupid. That's a fool's errand. By learning from others, you're delegating the hard work to them and reaping the rewards. It amazes me when someone tells me that they don't read or listen to books, especially if that person is ambitious. It's the information age, and you're still living in the stone age, mentally. I didn't start reading books and on a consistent basis until about 10 years ago, 2010. I was about 26. I tell that story and becoming a know-it-all. YouTube is useful. Blogs and podcasts are useful. Blinkist is okay for preview and general review, but let's face it, you can't really put an 8-hour book into 15 minutes of blinks. Don't kid yourself. That's about as useful as thinking that grocery store sample on a toothpick is like buying the box. Listening to an author give a speech on what he wrote about is as close a substitute as you can get to that book, but you still can't beat spending time reading or listening to it. We live in a fast-paced world, and we have a lot to do. Listen on the go. I've been a customer of Audible for 10 years. I get one new credit every month. That credit buys me any book at any price. I've had low income. I've been unemployed. I've had unsteady income, and I've been broke, but I've never let anything interrupt my subscription. Even if I did stop my subscription, I still have nearly 200 books in my virtual library that I own permanently. Audible is a must if you want to be a know-it-all. By the way, just recently I paused it for three months and uh, canceled it temporarily just because uh, it it's 2020, folks. And I wrote this... Uh, a little while ago. They're wrong about repetition. Kind of. Everyone knows that repetition is the key to learning. That's baloney. Repetition is the key to sounding crazy. Do you feed your body by ingesting the same thing over and over again? No, neither should you try to learn that way. You enjoy food most when you're hungry for it. You'll remember that meal, too. Curiosity is the hunger of the mind. Pursue your curiosity and it will grow and stoke the fires of learning. Start with something you want to know. Knowledge builds on itself. When you build a portfolio of knowledge, your mind will be ready to pursue neighboring categories. I'm not going to pretend that the whole experience will be an uninterrupted cascade of fulfillment. Some concepts will challenge you. Yet like a balloon, the bladder of your brain will stretch, making it easier to fill those vacuous voids. That doesn't mean you never revisit a book. You'll miss things the first time because you can only integrate so much at a time. I repeated a particular chapter in Hidden Reality three times over the first time I listened to it. I've since listened to that entire book front to back three times over in the last ten years. I may listen to it again. It's full of advanced stuff that, that's hard to learn. I took the challenge because curiosity drove me to do it. The road of learning has natural repetition, but curiosity is the key. 
Have you heard the saying, that man has forgotten more than I'll ever know? Well, if that's true, you're stupid and that guy has amnesia. Neither are outcomes I'm interested in. Curiosity is the glue that holds your memory together and good conversations with people that give occasion to recalling what was learned is reinforcing. There's no need to repeat facts to yourself like a certifiable cell occupant. Leave the repetition to machines and madness. Conclusion There are no shortcuts to being the most knowledgeable person in the room. When you arrive there, however, it is rarefied air and there's hardly any competition. I am personally delighted to find someone who knows more than I do on the occasion that happens. One book a month for about three to five years ought to get you there, provided you pick worthy authors and diversify your interests. Take on a New Year's resolution like I did a few years ago and increase your quality of input. Avoid talk shows and flashy now topics for a while and dig into deeper philosophy. Build knowledge through a medium that has been tried and true for thousands of years, the written word. With today's technology and fast-paced living, sitting down to read is hard. Netflix is so much more compelling after a long day of work. Fortunately, someone can read for you as you listen on the go. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Remember to subscribe so you can get notified on my next one, and share this thing with others. Have a good day.